0: Well, hey there, and welcome to Live It Out, a podcast here at Centenary Church in Lexington, Kentucky, about faith and the 21st century. What does it mean to live as followers of Christ in a post-Christian society today? Each week, we're going to have the amazing opportunity to talk with people across the globe who are committed to walking through this life with Jesus and hear their thoughts and experiences of the Christian life in an ever-changing and hurting world. We hope that this encourages you and helps you in any way. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode.
1: Welcome to Live It Out. I'm James Williams, and I'm excited for another edition of our podcast. We so appreciate our podcast community and all the folks that listen consistently. We talk to Christian leaders from all over the community and the state and all over the world, actually. And it's always great to be together and learn about what God is doing through many ministries that are, in spite of what's going on in the world right now, are thriving and really seeing changed lives and being Christ uh, to the, the communities. Today, I'm excited to be here with the staff of Nathaniel Mission here in Lexington, Kentucky. Dan Baer is the esteemed director of Nathaniel Mission, and Casey Coyle is the kids and youth development coordinator for the the mission, and I'm so excited to have you guys. Welcome to Live It Out. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you, I have always, I've been in ministry for 30 years, and I've just, I don't know how that's happened as a Methodist, but I've ended (laughs) up in Central (laughs) Kentucky that whole time. And I have always had a great love and appreciation for Nathaniel Mission. And of course, as we were talking earlier, I actually remember the days when Nathaniel Mission was in Davis Bottom.
0: Sure. And yeah. for
1: over 80 years, they did ministry in a really a miraculous way in some ways. The stories are just something else over the years. And then uh, several years ago, they had to make a move over to Versailles Road, and they are still— in ministry. Some people, I think, over the years have thought they're not in ministry anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they're still in ministry. They're yeah. still they're making still a there. difference. And uh, I want you, Dan, to share some some ways that you are making a difference right now. and Give us a little background on the mission, what's happening these days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, James. We are absolutely still at work for the kingdom of God in Lexington amongst communities that are impoverished and overlooked. If you're not heading to Keeneland, Or the airport, you're probably not traveling down Versailles Road very often, but there are many little and large neighborhoods along that Versailles Road corridor that are marginalized and in great need. And Nathaniel Mission has situated itself there along that corridor, intentionally so, to be a light uh, in the midst of darkness and to plug resources into communities and families and individuals that need it the most. So Nathaniel mission has from day one been committed to those individuals out on the margins and those who are overlooked. And we still continue that today in a myriad of different ways, lots and lots of different resources, classes, clinics, programs, and all sorts of different opportunities for folks to benefit from individuals who are committed to them personally in relationship we live beside these folks and and love them and care about them deeply, and we want to see real transformation come to their lives uh, through whatever means necessary, and uh, we leverage every resource we have to make that possible.
1: So, an average week at the mission, who, what's your demographic, and what are some of the ministries that that happen out of out of that facility during yeah. during the week?
0: Yeah, the mission. Looks to the outsider like a, like a beehive. There's a lot of activity, a lot of different moving parts and pieces. Uh, a lot of our folks who are with us during the week are experiencing homelessness or critical poverty. They may not have family or a place that's safe for them to go during the day. So they're coming to hang out with us to be around what we can offer to them from community to a hot meal. We cook breakfast and lunch every day that we're open. And alongside of those basic resources of a nice, warm, or comfortable place to be and a and a good meal, are all sorts of different other opportunities for folks to better themselves. So on an average week, those folks may participate in a financial wellness class or get their eyes checked in our vision clinic. They may have children that attend our after-school program or our summer camps during the summer. They may find themselves a part of all sorts of different uh, case management work that our social workers provide for them, helping them to find housing or financial assistance with utilities that may be behind. There's been so many emergent needs during the COVID crisis, and Nathaniel Mission has continued to try to leverage whatever we can to make sure that our friends and our neighbors along the Versailles Road corridor are well taken care of. Yeah, and you
1: know, I'm amazed, too, at how this all comes together for the work of ministry. You really are not social workers over there. Right. Um, You you are in ministry and even in pastoral ministry to this community. community. What are some ways that happens?
0: We pray with our folks often. And many of our friends who have developed relationships of trust with us, they've been in our building and around our campus for some time. They know that we're there for more than just the opportunity to offer a resource or provide a class. We are there because we care about them deeply. And so many of our friends, when they're in crisis, we're some of the first people that they come to to talk to about what they're experiencing. We just recently had a couple of dear friends of ours that we've known for years who had a camp uh, along the Versailles road corridor. And that camp was demolished mm-hmm. unexpectedly mm-hmm. and uh, as unimaginable as homelessness can be for many of us uh, to have even what little semblance of normalcy and consistency wrecked overnight. Uh, it's devastating. And those friends came first thing in the morning to Nathaniel mission. And we talked with them and we prayed with them and we talked about what the Lord was doing in their lives in the midst of that unexpected change and how much he still cared and desired good for them. And uh, still to this day, those friends are uh, doing everything they can to take the next steps to see that happen. That's beautiful. And that really is
1: ministry. As I said to you, I really believe that Nathaniel mission and the work of that mission is frontline ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are on the front lines, sure, and you need the support of our churches and uh, in just really anyone yeah, in, no doubt. in the state of Kentucky who's willing to help, and especially in Lexington. Um, you're always, as as most ministries are, on the lookout for resources and volunteers. I know that. We're going to talk in just a few minutes about how folks can actually help with that. But Casey, I've seen you in action, actually. <laughs> and uh, at, in, in your ministry through Nathaniel, you're actually out in the community and the schools working with our kids directly. And so yep. s- could you just uh, tell us a little bit about how that happens in your realm of work at the, at the mission?
2: For sure. Um, for the most part, I am a mobile unit. Um, I run the after-school program at Cardinal Valley Elementary as well as um, we have mentoring opportunities at Harrison Elementary. So in the past, Harrison was under our wing of after-school programming as well, but their school took a different format and has longer school days. So that's why we are at Cardinal Valley. But we still try to involve all of those students um, that we have met and built relationships with through um, – Nathaniel mission, and they attend typically Harrison elementary and they live right behind our building. Um, so we have summer camps with them as well. So they are able, the students that live behind our buildings are able to walk to us because transportation typically can be a barrier. Um, and when we have summer camps with our Cardinal Valley kids, we have it at the park near their homes as well, so that they're able to make it, um, But our after school programs, mentoring and summer camps um, are a great opportunity for our kids. Definitely two different demographics um, at Harrison Elementary and Cardinal Valley. Cardinal Valley is primarily Spanish speakers, Um, about 75% of the school is Spanish speaking. And so um, we have to target that audience as well through our after school program. Sometimes these students might go home and not have someone to read to them in English, but they really struggle with literacy in English and Spanish because, um, they're learning both languages simultaneously. Or, um, <clears throat> at summer camp, we have different, um, different kind of stations that we try to make sure covers all of our bases for our students because yes, academically it's important for those students to, um, still be reading and still be learning about science and doing STEM experiments in the summer and be engaged that way and have fun enrichment activities. But it's also important to, um, learn about their savior and who cares the most about them and who created them. And so we um, have a Bible lesson to start off the day. And then we rotate through reading stations, science, STEM um, activities. Um, We have physical activity. We have a healthy snack. And then at the end, we have a small group time. So students are able to talk through their emotions, talk through their day, but we have all of that kind of be cohesive. So reading and science also reflects what they're learning in Bible lesson.
1: So without some of these programs and ministries, some of these children would be alone at home, maybe.
2: Yes, even. for sure. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of our students that have shared with me and some of our volunteers before um, and even during 2020, when we did things virtually, just seeing them at home on the screen and they're trying to find things to do in their front yard while virtually being a part of summer camp. Um, otherwise, now they're at home alone when their parents have to work. Sometimes they might have a single mother or a single father at home, and that is the primary um, caregiver and the only person that is working um, to pay for their home. And so they might have to stay home alone, or a fourth or fifth grader might be watching a two-year-old little brother. Um, And so it definitely is a safe place for kids to be kids again and not feel like they have all these responsibilities, but a place um, to kind of be themselves.
1: And Dan, one of the things that my, this has been my experience with Nathaniel. Is your your staff is small,
2: yeah. Very. So
1: so you have people even in the community who've been helped by Nathaniel and been a part of Nathaniel for years. Is it right that that some of those folks are
0: in ministry to one another? Yes, absolutely. What are some examples of that? We really do wholeheartedly believe in a sense of mutuality and service. We believe that we are in this together. And our friends and our neighbors, we call them that intentionally because that's really what they are to us. We are one whole body working collectively for the good of our communities and our neighborhoods. Many of our folks really do, like you said, become ambassadors of Nathaniel Mission to individuals that they know that we might not have relationships with. And that's particularly the case with uh many of our folks who are experiencing homelessness, they're going to go back to their camps. They're going to meet the person who's wandered into Lexington for the first time, maybe hopped off a bus or a train or just wandered their way in. And they're going to be the first point of contact for Nathaniel mission to a person who needs connection to a community and to resources. And so many times we hear witness after witness of individuals who say, we heard that this place was not just a place where we could get a hot meal or a coat in the wintertime time or place to talk to somebody about an apartment. This is a place where people are heard and seen and loved and cared about. And that really is why a lot of our folks end up sticking around and becoming a part of that community long-term.
1: That's really beautiful. And, And what are some, you mentioned this earlier, but what are specifically some of the services you provide?
0: Sure. We really work in three separate areas. Casey has touched on our children and youth development opportunities with after school and mentoring and summer camp. There's two other areas of focus that we pull under an umbrella of all of our services and resources. Those being poverty intervention and prevention, which we've talked a little bit about a chance for folks to come and find their emergent needs met, whether that be a hot meal or clothes on their back or someone to talk to about housing. But also a lot of educational opportunities fall under that umbrella as well. Financial wellness classes, healthy eating classes. We talk a lot with our folks about how to secure a job or how to take next steps toward bettering themselves. So there's a lot of opportunities for our folks to participate in services that not only provide the hand out, but also the hand up and help them see transformation for themselves. The last piece of the puzzle is probably one of the most historic pieces for Nathaniel mission. And that's health and wellness clinics and classes. Nathaniel mission has been a a firm believer that we need to service the whole person. And so many of our folks do not have access to affordable healthcare. They cannot provide the resources necessary, whether it be transportation or financial resources or whatever it may be to access services that are necessary for them to live healthy whole lives. They may not be able to stand on their feet all day long and that's going to hold them back from getting a job. So our podiatry clinic makes sure that their feet are healthy, that they have the right shoes, that they're able to take those next steps. Our vision clinics, chiropractic clinics to make sure that their bodies are whole and strong and able to do what they need to do, especially after they've weathered difficult lives. There's so many of these great opportunities for us to care for their bodies as well as their soul while they're with us at Nathaniel Mission.
1: That is so exciting. That and, and I, it, that people can actually go there and have their diabetes checked, uh, chiropractic, yeah. podiatry. Yeah. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And both of you can answer this question, I'm sure, and <laughs> it's okay if you do. But what are some success stories? Oh,
0: man. Well, I'll, I'll definitely let Casey tell a story of a, of a child because those are probably the most okay. fun. But uh, <laughs> we have had uh, lots of stories of individuals who have gotten their first apartment after decades of living on the street. And I can't rightly express with words, the overwhelming sense of gratitude and the tenderness of vulnerability in that moment. A person has trusted us enough to see them through uh, the difficulties and challenges and what can mm-hmm. often be an extremely disappointing journey with lots of closed doors. But they've given us access to walk with them through that. And so we uh, will see an individual like a, a woman named Betty who was with us for just a short period of time, but elderly, homeless, not knowing what to do. The day that she stood in her apartment for the first time was a day she wept and thanked us. And it made such a dramatic difference in her life. And it doesn't matter if it's something we get to experience every week or once a year that's really what Nathaniel mission is all about investing in our neighbors, looking to restore their dignity and respect and seeking ultimately that transformation of their lives that leaves them whole
1: that's so so wonderful and, and Casey, I actually lived in public housing as mm. a child and, uh-huh. and and I remember some of the churches and ministries that would come in and do do ministry in those apartment complexes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it changed my life. I could tell you story after story of how those people, I don't even know where they are now, but how they really touched my life and made an impact. And so I I know that's got to be happening with what you're doing.
2: Yeah, there are Dana and I were actually just talking before this. There are stories upon stories that I could share in such a short amount of time of 3 years being in this position, but Um, It is – and excuse me if I cried during this because it does make me emotional. Um, It is a beautiful process to walk alongside people Mm -hmm. Um, and not just kids. Like being one of their teachers, quote, unquote, um, I am a third person in their lives getting to see that transformation. Teachers are above me and then parents are above me. And sometimes when homes are – um, are fractured or families are fractured and, um, there's hard relationships or not so many resources available to them. Um, it's, it's difficult. And so those things being brought and put on the table in front of me while trying to teach and include volunteers in being a part of that process can be really difficult, but there have been times where, um, I have done, uh, Conferences or home visits where just getting to know these parents and I always explain to them, I'm like, I'm not coming to your house to see if it's clean. I'm coming to know you better and um, just understanding the family on a different level and what they struggle with. Um, we've had a student the first year that I started, um, her and her mom had just moved straight from Honduras and um, she knew almost no English at all. Um, and was really struggling in school. And through being a part of our program, I have seen her completely flourish. Um, it has been remarkable. She loves doing math, and she is able to she she still will be very bashful about her English, but um we work on writing sentences in English and doing dictation just just to make sure these kids that especially speak Spanish know how to spell because that is a huge. Um, barrier as well but she writes and reads and speaks perfectly but if you tell her to answer a question she'll say it very quietly but will also say i don't speak english but i have seen her personality just come out of her shell and she feels comfortable alongside some of our other students as well um in our virtual program too, we had one-on-one mentoring um, during COVID since we have three different classrooms in one of our buildings. So we had those students come three at a time to do one-on-one homework, help and things like that just during COVID. Um, And this one child in particular, um, he can be kind of like standoffish and not really wanting to participate, but, um, they were kind of an unlikely match Their His mentor um, was just older and he was like this cool fourth grader. And by the end of the school year, they were best friends. And anytime he was at summer camp, he's like, when it, when's Miss Diane coming? And I was like, oh, you love her. I knew this. Um, so just seeing those kind of things unfold, I could go on and on. But um, it is really something special to be a part of.
1: That's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah, that's what ministry is all about. And you all and those volunteers are Christ to this community, and we need to get you some help. I know you'll reluctant.
0: <laughs> you're, I, I know <laughs> you will re,
1: reluctantly take donations. Oh, of course, for sure. <laughs> of course, yes. But I, and, and folks can give, and we're and I want us to, to tell folks how to do that. But also volunteers. Yes, if yeah. if someone's listening today and. They might say, hey, I'd like to do that. How would they get started? Yeah.
0: There are innumerable opportunities for folks to involve themselves at Athena Mission, and every different skill set and commitment level and capacity Mm -hmm. is welcomed 100%. We will absolutely find a place for you not only to get to serve, but also to get to be a part mutually of that transformation we're talking about. It is Often, the witness of our volunteers that they feel as much blessed by what they get to do with us as the opportunities they get to serve. The Nathaniel Mission website, nathanielmission.com, is a fantastic first step for folks to get involved. There's all sorts of information listed there. There are great forms as well to begin to indicate some of your interest and your availability and opportunities. Everything from picking up donated food from Kroger's to deliver to Nathaniel Mission to being a part of our after-school program. There's all sorts of different opportunities to be involved, and all of that information can be found at NathanielMission.com. That's also the best portal as well for folks to be able to give. They can donate directly through our website, and we would be grateful for each and every one of those gifts. They are also absolutely welcome to give us a call. We love for folks to swing by and get to see it firsthand what's happening at Nathaniel Mission. We are open Monday through Thursday from nine until four o'clock. Feel free to drop by or give us a call and let us know you'd like to come, an individual, a group, a Sunday school class, whatever it may be. Uh, we We would be happy to show you around and introduce you to some of our friends and figure out how we can be partners together in the work of God along the Versailles Road Corridor.
1: Yeah. Well, Dan Baird, Casey Coyle, thank you so much for being on the program today. Yeah, mm-hmm. our pleasure. And I do know that the volunteers that we have that work at Nathaniel from Centenary—it's been life-changing. Yeah, for them. And so I hope that I hope that your phone will start to ring a little bit after folks listen. Yeah. Today. Let's do it. Give us a call. Absolutely. Yeah. We have summer Absolutely. camps coming
2: up, so.
1: And, and they can find out on the website about yes. summer camps? and how On the website,
2: there is a um, camper registration form and a volunteer form. Um, we'll be having camps for two weeks in Cardinal Valley area, one in June, one in July, and then in the Spiegel Heights area um, at our building, one in June, one in July.
1: Nathanielmission.com dot com. That's it. Mm-hmm. You got it. That's the address. That's the mm-hmm. address. All right. Well, thank you for listening today. It's always great to be, as I said, with our podcast community, and uh, I hope that you will pray and seek the Holy Spirit's guidance. Uh, I I just have to believe that someone's listening today, that the Lord might lead you to begin helping with this wonderful mission. It really is a mission that's Christ to the city of Lexington. Well, keep, keep praying, keep walking in the faith, and don't forget to live it out. God bless you. See you next time live it out faith and the 21st century is a production of centenary church in lexington kentucky join lead pastor james williams each week as we engage christian leaders around the world be sure to subscribe today and leave a
0: review of our podcast to connect with us further visit our website at lexchurch.com thank you for listening and we look forward to joining you next
1: week until then love one another and live it out